last class, I went over our, our new um, set of guidelines, if we've called them in the past, our ways of being, our honoring our time together. That last month when I talked in class, I went over this and spent the, my whole sharing all about the uh, ways of being that can really help us to all hold that focus spiritually as we do gather here together. And of course, it's always an inner process. When we're really talking about spirit or spiritual action or talking about loving and accepting and forgiving, it's an action we do inside of ourselves. It's not one that's really done in the world. It's reflected in the world, and we, we all know that when somebody's very kind and loving and accepting, we all know that inside in some way and experience there's a joy, there's a peace that comes with that. And that's really what we're trying to promote and create in here but realizing that it's a challenge because it's not an outer action. In this world, we're taught to do things with an outer focus. And so there's always this part of us that is outwardly focused and trying to do and push and get our way or assist others with what they're doing. And, and so the world, that's what it takes. And that's more of a, the personality and ego process. But to understand more of the spiritual process and living that is really more of an inner focus. So we have to begin to look and perceive and approach life in a different way rather than that way we've learned in the world to go and do and get things done in the world, but rather to take some time and to let go of that outer push. To, in other words, take a little break, take a little mini retreat. That's what I like to say meditation time is, is like taking a little mini, mini retreat every day you know, whether it's half an hour or two and a half hours, whatever that is, take a little mini retreat every day and use that time to let go of that outer push and really begin to now bring that focus in and begin to get in touch with that spirit inside of us so that we really begin to know what that action of loving is, that experience of loving. To me, loving is both. I've heard that loving is a verb. And at the same time, it's a way of being. And at the same time, it is a beingness that is not a doing at all. That's the wonderful thing about it. In loving, there's a movement. And in that movement, it can seem like a doing because as it's moving, we're moving along with it and experiencing. And that's really what life itself is. We're moving along and participating in life. The moments we feel like we're struggling and pushing and fighting with life, that's often the ego process, being attached and caught up and trying to control and get its way. But when we let go of that and surrender and just be, we'll find ourselves more in peace and flowing with life. Even physically right now I'm talking. I'm not even really talking fully about the inner path. As you all know, that's our main focus. But just in living and being that here, even in the physical level, that as we allow ourselves to do that, that we can just even physically have a greater ease and movement even in our day-to-day -day physical lives. And that is often an inner reflection or knowing that you're really living more of that spirit of loving inside of you because that place of loving is one that is also neutral, that accepts things the way they are, not judging, not fearing, not trying to control and get our way or somebody else getting their way with us and we're all upset at them and then we're in an argument and a fight but rather where we can just kind of relax and be ourselves and be together. And things just move, and it's more of an allowing process. And then when those moments happen, we all know that we're always more joyful. Things just 
working in synchronicity. Things are aligned. They're in balance. That's when we have our happy moments instead of our mad moments or whatever other moments there are. That's our ways of knowing that we're really living that inner loving action. And it's always one that has a neutrality and an acceptance. And that's when we're really experiencing more of that greater flow. So we all know that inside of ourselves. It's just a lot of the times we don't necessarily pay attention to it because we have to look inside. That's all we have to do is look inside. We have to look in ourselves. Like, well, how do you look inside of yourself? So how do I turn my, you know, I, I love it all the time when I do something crazy and somebody rolls their eyes at me. Yep, there's my bad humor. They rolled my, that's my favorite compliment is when I get somebody rolling their eyes at me. And that's fun and joy for me. So I'm like, well, how do we look inside? You roll your eyeballs all the way back. That's how you look inside. Really? Really? I know, but sometimes people literally, when they go into meditation, they'll see their eyes looking up because we talk about looking in and up. And that's the thing where it gets funny because it's not a physical action. But sometimes we'll respond to it in a physical or physiological way. And that's all right, but eventually we've learned to relax into it. And we realize when we talk about looking inside, turning our attention in and up, is about our attention. And what is our attention? But our consciousness, our awareness of who we are. Just like now, if you're focused on me and you're looking at me, you hear me, you've got your attention focused out here. And so in that paying attention on me, your experience then, you're taking in whatever this is that you're visually seeing, what you're auditorily hearing, what you're energetically feeling, whatever that stirs inside of you, or outwardly, it doesn't matter how you look at it, who is that one who is consciously aware that you are focusing your attention? Not where you're focusing your attention on, as I was using as myself as an outer example, as you're listening to me now, but who is the one who's focusing that attention out here on me? That's you. That part of you, that's what we're talking about, is who you are, and to start to pay attention to the one inside you who is doing the focusing, whether it's out here on someone or something, or if it's just inside of you. You know when you have your alone time? and you're just doing whatever you're doing, whether you're meditating or whether you're playing games or whether you're cooking a meal or whether you're driving somewhere, when you have your alone time or quiet time and you're in that inner process where often you're having your own inner conversation, you know, where you're talking with yourself, you're thinking things through, you're contemplating life, trying to figure things out, or you're just kind of daydreaming, or maybe you're fantasizing for the things you wish you had in life and like would you know, and goal setting and the things I want to go for or do. All those things we do inside of ourselves. Who's doing that? That's the part I'm talking about, is that one who is the one who is doing. That's the conscious awareness that we want to begin to direct our attention into. So when I say to look inside or to look within, it is about directing, simply directing our attention to ourselves, the one who is doing the thinking, the one who is doing the feeling, the one who is projecting out here, the one who is experiencing 
whatever we focus on, whether it's out here or in ourselves, who's the one who's experiencing it all? And who's the one choosing to focus on whatever that is we're focusing on? That is the I am. That's who we really are. And that part is always conscious, always aware. Even when we're dreaming, when the body's asleep, we're having a dream. Haven't you been in dreams where you're aware? That's you. You're consciously aware, even when you're having a dream. Your body's asleep, but here you are having a dream. Well, what the heck? How are you experiencing in the dream? How do you even know you're dreaming? When you wake up in the morning, you go, oh, I was having this dream. Well, how do you know you're having a dream? Because you were the one in the dream having the experience. But even in the dreams, just like in this world, we're busy looking out here, looking at all the experiences, looking at the interactions. What did they do? What did they say? How did I feel about that? What did I do? I wish I had done this. Oh my God, I wish I didn't do that. Boy, I screwed up there. Oh, I'm so glad I said this. It was such a fun time. Oh my God, though, but my friend over here, they got so upset because we didn't include them. And what do I do about that? I feel so bad. Or like, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't include them because they're such a pain in my butt. But then you feel bad about that. And here we are. Well, what's right? What's wrong? Trying to work things out in life. But who's the one who's trying to work things out? And what the heck are we trying to work out anyway? I mean, seriously, what are we trying to work out with all these thoughts and feelings we have? What are we trying to work out in all these physical things we're doing in this world? And oh my God, there's really so much to do in this world. A lot of it's fun, a lot of it's work, a lot of it's painful, a lot of it's pleasurable. It's all the positive and negatives in this world. And believe me, we're going to experience it. I'll tell you what, you want to make your life easier? Don't avoid it. When you try to avoid the painful, that's what we usually do, try to have all the pleasurable experiences and try to avoid the painful ones. But that avoidance creates a resistance in our consciousness that actually helps create the pain that we're experiencing. And that's the challenge often. We ourselves are actually creating the pain by our own avoidance and resistance because that is an action of againstness of life itself. We're literally resisting life, and that's saying, I'm afraid of it, I'm against it, I don't want to do it. For whatever the reason, whatever the judgment, the fear, whatever we have running, we think it's right or wrong, doesn't matter what it is. If we have some level of resistance and againstness in us, we're going to feel a separation, and that's always going to create a pain. And that pain turns to a disturbance. We'll have thoughts about it, we'll have feelings about it, in some things, even physiological reactions with it, dealing with our bodies. So in other words, mental, emotional, and physical health, that's, it's a holistic process. That spirit of who we are, the I am, the one who is aware, that is in all of that, living and experiencing through all of that, living and experiencing our bodies, living and experiencing in our imagination, living and experiencing through our emotions, and our thoughts, our belief systems, and unconsciously. We live in experience in the unconscious where it's just nothing. We literally go unconscious. It's just dark, void, nothing. It's a level of unconsciousness. 
all the other levels, we're experiencing something on some level of consciousness. But guess what? Even in that level of unconsciousness where it's dark, nothing, we are still experiencing that. In other words, we are always conscious. We, the true beingness of the I am that is aware in the one who is experiencing and doing and creating that true self, who we are, is that divine spark of God, as we speak of. That's what we're attempting to do here in ILM, is just support that awakening to who we are spiritually, that truth, the one who is doing and being. And here's the simple thing. All we have to do is simply turn our attention towards that one who we are, that is the one who is experiencing and doing on any realm, on any level, whether in your body or in your mind or emotions or out of body in some other spiritual realm, that's always you. And to awaken and to know who we are, all we have to do is turn our attention to that one. And guess what? The meditation we talk about in here, that's what we're doing. In that action of meditation, we simply are turning our attention inwards, not with the eyeballs, as I was joking around earlier, our attention inwards and upwards to this place we call the seat of the soul or the spiritual eye center. It's above the eyebrows. It's right here, even the top of the head. You can feel it. If you focus your, atten if you focus your attention up here, you might even feel a tingling or a pressure or a sensation. That's why I cut my hair so short and why I was losing it. It was getting in my way. Without the hair, you know, it's easier to focus here. All I'm getting is some smirks on that one. I know it's pretty bad. I wasn't looking close enough. Did anybody roll their eyes on that one? Okay. Oh, there we go. A few hands. Thank you. Appreciate that. So while we're doing is simply turning our attention in to that one who is experiencing. Because you see, most of the time, we're just so focused down and out, focusing on all we're experiencing and doing, that we don't even realize who we are, the one who is doing all this. We don't even realize that. Because we've never given ourselves the attention and here we talk about take care of yourself. Well, the first order of taking care of ourselves is really giving attention to the true self, that one who is conscious awareness, not the body, not the emotions of the mind either. Most of the time we think of it that way. Okay, let me take care of my body. Let me take care of my mind and emotions. Well, yes, we want to do that too, but not at the expense of also taking care of that true self, who we are spiritually. And the only way to really do that, how do you do that? Well, the body, we can go do nice things, get some rest, get a massage, give it good nutrition, go do whatever that is we need to do to take care of the body. For the mind, well, we can have happy thoughts. For the emotions, we can try to focus on good feelings and promote that. Or if we've got a lot of pain and well, that's where a lot of going to 
emotional mental therapy, psycho, psychological counseling. That's all good. It helps us to heal and to take care of the mental and emotional disturbances where we're hurting. Just like you'd get a physical injury, you're going to go to a doctor to help heal it and take care of it, right? Well, the same thing's true mentally and emotionally. We don't want to ignore that. We want to go get whatever that is, the medicine or the Band-Aid or you know, whatever that nutrition is for the mind and emotions to help heal those levels as well. But we don't want to lose sight of the spirit of who we are. And that's a challenge. We all go, well, how do I take care of that? Well, that's what we're doing here in ILM. Our focus in ILM is about that spiritual part. We're not here in ILM to handle and take care of the mental, emotional, and physical. There's a lot of doctors and good people out there doing that to help in those areas. We're focused on that spiritual part. Our focus is that meditation and what we can do to give attention to the divine that we are, that conscious I am. And in doing that, the wonderful thing is the more you begin to give attention to that true self, the soul self, and you begin to awaken and know who you really are, well, who you really are is loving and creative. The soul was made in the likeness of God. In the likeness of God. God is loving and creative, and guess what? So is the soul. That's who we are. That one who is consciously aware and listening right now and watching, that is who we are, the soul, that is loving and creative, just like God. And the wonderful thing is, when we begin to get in touch and give attention to who we are, well, guess what? It begins to awaken, and the more that awakens, the more we experience and that expands the awareness of the I am, who I am. And because who we are is loving and creative, well, guess what happens then? Well, then more loving and more creativity begins to move through us, and we experience it more fully. We awaken to more loving, and that creative action of loving is, then it just, you can't stop it. It's expressed automatically. But you do have choices how you want to express it. The hardest thing I have found is when people try to shut off their creativity and loving. When people try to shut off that expression and shut down and suppress that loving and creativity, that's really what causes all of our pain and separation. And that always eventually turns into all the mental, emotional, and physical disturbances we have, all the health issues, all the upsets. And so one of the wonderful things I like to always say, with meditation and awakening to the truth of who you are has wonderful fringe benefits. And some of those fringe benefits are as you allow that loving and creativity to awaken in you and you give it greater freedom of expression and flow throughout your whole consciousness, it will bring about greater healing and balance and peace and joy and opportunity even in the physical world for you. An opportunity 
even for your own fantasies to be more uplifting. Think about it. In your imagination, don't you ever have the fantasies where you're really mad at yourself and you hate yourself and you judge yourself and you criticize yourself and you think you're stupid and wrong and why am I such of whatever? Well, those aren't very good thoughts. That hurts. Well, one of the nice things is when we start to spend that time with our true self and give it time, and that's what we're doing in meditation. Meditation isn't some technique we're trying to do or create something. Meditation is an action of giving ourselves attention so that we get in touch with that true loving and creativity that we are. That's what it is. Meditation is simply a way or an action of awakening and coming to know who we are. And the more we do that, the more that loving moves through us on every level. And that will help bring to balance the anything that is out of balance on any level. Physically, imaginatively, emotionally, mentally. That's why I'm saying when you have the negative thoughts, and the negative fantasies, and you're hard on yourself... Well, that's what creates the separation and pain, and it even has physical manifestations. But as we can begin to move into now, really, that action of loving and give that our attention, guess what? That loving begins to now permeate. We open the doors. Instead of damming it up by our judgments and fears and criticisms, we actually begin to now move into acceptance and opening the doors to allow that loving to move through all the different parts of our consciousness. And so as it does, it will bring balance and health and healing on every level. This is the action. When people say, I want spiritual healing, this is how it takes place. When we allow that spirit of loving to move, sometimes it's instantaneous. Some mental or emotional or imaginational pains can be lifted. And all of a sudden, we're at peace. We have some joy. We're no longer criticizing ourselves, being hard on ourselves. Those things just go away. We don't think about those too much. We're so focused on the physical. Well, what's wrong with my body? Maybe it's time to give a little more attention to these other parts, realizing that as you can allow that loving to move even into your thoughts and feelings, that it is going to have an impact on your body. So yes, I'm making a statement of holistic health right now. But I think it's important to understand that movement of spirit of who we are, that is, it is living and experiencing through all these different levels of consciousness. And so we want to pay attention to it and acknowledge it to give it greater expression and movement so that that loving can begin to now bring greater balance and alignment to all these disturbances, whether mental, emotional, or physical. doesn't matter what level it is. What matters to me, and I say this as a knowing in myself from my own experience, not as saying this is the way and this is right and everything else is wrong. As you guys know, that's not what Jim and I do here. It's just not what we do. We're here to share about our experiences. We understand and know that movement of spirit, of loving, that resides in each of us is the truth of who we are. And so in our sharing here, we just simply hope to stimulate or create an opportunity for each of you that show up, whether in person or out in the web world or web, web universe or whatever it is you want to call it out there. 
That spirit is present at any moment. doesn't matter if it's right here in person or whether you're somewhere all the way across the planet or even another universe for that matter. Because that spirit of loving is present in all of creation exists and is based upon that. It's amazing and beautiful. So I just made a big jump all of a sudden from one thing out to this. And that's what we do here. We're going to go in and hone in on very physical, basic things here and all the way to creation itself and not only the physical universe, but even the spiritual universes and all these other realms. So I make the big jump sometimes. But I also want to not lose sight that the way to even move in that big jump where we all are looking for what, re- what really is God? What is this? God created all things, including myself. What is that? How can I know that? Well, the best way to know that, that I've found is to experience it. And so that's what we want to do in here is in our sharings, help to give direction or understanding so that each of us can begin to pay attention and move into our own experience. And that's why we always come back to that action of meditation because no matter what goes on, whether it's a physical, mental, or emotional process like I was just talking about, about even health and healing and balance, or whether it's just focusing on the spirit itself and not even looking at all the other mental, emotional, and physical, to realize that it's all a movement of the divine of who we are, which is loving and creative. And all we have to do is begin to look and live experience and do through that and as we do that consciousness of who we are when we give it the attention is what will bring about the peace and the joy the balance and even all the holistic health that I was talking about it always loving will always restore loving always rejuvenates loving always brings back loving always uplifts Loving always brings together in union that which has been separated. A lot of disturbance, mentally, emotionally, or physically, is simply some part of our consciousness that has gone into separation. And in that separation, it's caused a disturbance because it was shut off from that flow of loving. And as we can open up inside in meditation and open those doors where we've closed down that flow of loving, when we open those doors, it allows loving to go into those parts of ourselves that have been separated And as it does, that loving now brings back that which was separated back into union. And as it does, it restores. And in that restoration is where healing and balancing, harmony, peace, synchronicity, where it all just comes together. And yeah, most of the time, a lot of these things take time. But when it's happened spiritually, it's instant. It is instant. Once a door inside that we've closed down to loving is opened, it's instant. That loving is now moving where the door is closed. It is instantaneous. And sometimes in meditation or any time of the day even, we may all of a sudden be aware of something just shifted in us. We're like, what was that? Well, those are those moments where we've opened a door in our consciousness to allow that spirit of loving in. And when that happens, we have these awakenings or epiphanies We have these awarenesses and understanding and knowing that sometimes we can't even explain, but we know it. That's that spiritual wisdom 
that is inside of all of us, that is inherent within each one of us, that is that divine. That soul that we are, that made in the likeness of God, is all-knowing just as God is. So not only does the loving bring with it restoration, but then also that knowing, that knowing is part of the conscious awakening and awareness. And that comes automatically as we pay attention to that spiritual part of us. All of these things. I'm, even, I'm just hitting different areas today. If you're hearing what I'm saying, the key is just go inside and start to get to know yourself. Give some attention to the spirit of who you are. And as you do it, as that awakens, all these things that you awaken to is going to start opening doors and all these different levels of your own consciousness. And anytime a door opens... Things are going to heal and be rejuvenated and restored all the way through the body, through the mind, emotions, and the unconscious and every level until you fully wake up and truly know that light of spirit that you are. The journey of awakening is one of opening doors. Look at the meditation we teach here. We talk about the keys to the kingdom. The keys to the kingdom that sacred name of God that we talk about around this meditation practice and when we speak of initiation, initiation is simply sharing that sacred name of God that are often referred to as the keys to the kingdom. Well, what do keys do? They open doors. So what we're doing in meditation is utilizing these keys, the sacred name of God, to focus upon as we do that in meditation here at the seat of the soul, it begins to open the doors inside of us. And then when a door opens, there's an awakening, there's a knowing. And that automatically will flood every part of our beingness. And there's a lot of doors, though. That's the good news and the bad news. The good news is there's a lot to discover. It can be a wonderful adventure and a journey of discovery. And it can be a lot of fun. It has been for me. And also for those of us that are impatient and maybe in a little bit of pain, we don't want to know there's a bunch of doors to open. We just wish there was one big door we could open and everything's fine. It's all done. Everything's fixed. It's all good. Well, eventually that does happen. But it's usually through door after door after door until all of a sudden... Wow, okay. There's the big door. What is it, St. Peter at the gate? There's the big door. They're not door. That's a gate, all right? Okay, the gateway into heaven. Well, that's eventually what really happens is as we move through all the doors in our own consciousness and open those with all those keys that we've been given to the inner kingdom, then in that, allows that light of spirit, that light of loving to restore, to heal, to bring back into union and balance that which has been separated. That's what it's about. This may be a big statement and maybe not, but all of our pain and suffering has simply come from our separation. The soul is experiencing separation from God in this creation. Sounds like a big statement. It sounds like a little statement, a nothing statement. Really, is it that simple? Is it? 
well, that's part of the journey we're all on, and eventually we're going to come and know what we know through our own experience. So I always like to say, don't take me and Jim at our word in here. Go do. Go have your experience so you really know. This is not a pathway of following blindly to anything we say. This is one, a pathway of you waking up inside spiritually. What we do here is just giving some understanding, an idea, a direction, something to try out, to play with, to test. Try the meditation. Pay attention to what we're saying. Look inside yourself and see what you discover. See if you really are a loving, creative being like I'm talking about. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're just a little shit. But maybe you're a real loving, joyful one. I don't care what words you put on it or what you call it. Call it whatever you want. But this is where we're all the same. That conscious I am that talks to the I am of you, that part of us that relates, that understands, that knows, that loves being together and around each other because that's what spirit does. That's what the soul wants. The soul knows it's oneness with God, even though we've lost sight or forgotten of it in this creation. The soul's simply fallen asleep in this creation to the truth of its oneness. And why are we always seeking? Why do we always want friends? Think about it. Why the heck do we want a friend? And then we start complaining about our friends. I don't like it when you do this. I don't like it when you do that. Oh my God, I wish I could just get away. Leave me alone. And then when you have some alone time because you got mad and pushed them away, well, when it's been long enough, then you go, I miss my friend. Oh my God, I miss my friend. I love being with, I love them so much. What's wrong with me? Why the heck was I mad? Then we go get together again. I'm so happy. I'm so sorry for what I did. I apologize. I love you. Why do we do all that? I know it seems crazy. Yep, we're all crazy. Like I say, we've got two hemispheres in the brain. The world has a north and south pole. We are all bipolar. So is the whole world. Get used to it. Everything goes back and forth and out of balance. But the more we can bring ourselves into that one-pointed focus on loving, that is in the very center, in the middle way, and that's the only place there is balance from the extremes of the poles, left or right, north or south. Meditation brings us back to center. That's why they even call it like centering prayer, getting focused, getting centered. That's what those terms are about. Most people don't understand what's happening when they're getting centered. Most people are doing it in their mind. Well, that's nice, because believe me, it helps. There's a lot of scientific studies that they've even done meditations where they get centered and focused, Zen practices that help a lot with holistic health and restoring balance. But we're talking in here to take another step, to go even beyond the mind. The peace that surpasses understanding. That's beyond the mind. The mind's never going to understand. Even all the words and everything we share here is just an attempt to give an understanding. But not to give an understanding and truth. What we're doing here is attempting to speak to the soul itself what the soul already knows in us sharing and speaking to hope 
to stir that awake so that each one remembers that within themselves. When we share from our true loving and knowing inside of us, every one of us knows that because we all are of that. When anybody speaks their truth that comes from their own soul, that is that loving creativity of God and expression, it resonates in every single one of us, and we know that. We may be unconscious of it, but we all know that because we are all the same and from that same place of loving. So when there is a true expression and sharing of that loving, it stirs that awakened set of us. And that's what we're doing here, and hopefully that's what each of us is doing in the world in our own daily lives. Not everybody's doing it. Look at just a few of us here. We're attempting to understand, attempting to get in touch with that, attempting to awaken and live and know that ourselves. And as we do, to see what our experience is, to see what unfolds in our lives, to create what we really want. The trick is, what do we really want? Most of us are so busy looking out in the world, well, I want that, I want this car, I want that friendship, I want the money, I want this relationship, I want, I want, I want. Well, again, there's the outer focus. And guess what? We're here to experience that. So we're saying, go have the experience. If you've got a desire, if you resist and deny it, it's going to just eat you up. That resistance, like I said earlier, it creates the disturbance resistance does. It's a separation. There's a reason we have the thoughts and feelings and desires we do. I'm not saying here, go and do everything. I'm saying pay attention to that and now begin to love and accept what that is rather than fear it and avoid it and judge it. Move into loving and acceptance. Not only of yourself, because you're the one who's doing it, but also of the very thing that you're doing. Eventually, you really want to move into loving and acceptance of yourself, but that's part of the game here. That's part of the journey. We usually are focused on the things outside of ourselves, so sure, give it some focus. Give it some loving focus. Rather than judging it and avoiding it, give it some loving focus and see if your loving can begin to melt away the pain, the resistance, the disturbance, simply because you give it attention rather than deny and avoid it. That's what causes pain. Denial and avoidance. You don't want any more pain? Let go of the denial and avoidance. And that's a scary thing to do, I know, because inherently there is some deep-seated fear of why we're resisting and denying and avoiding. And eventually the fear comes up. And that's what we're afraid to look at. We don't want to experience fear. But guess what? The funny thing is, eventually each of us is going to discover that fear is simply an illusion. Now there's a big statement. Fear is simply an illusion. In truth, it's not even real. That's the biggest game running in this whole frickin' universe. For real. Fear's nothing. But I'll tell you what. That fear is so real to this creation, this physical creation, that it 
seems to have substance. And all we've truly done is that loving, creative soul has simply looked into this physical creation that we call fear or an illusion and began to believe it. We looked into it. Well, what did I say earlier about where we place our attention? Well, guess what? When we are in the spiritual realm, in that place of all loving, before we were born into this world, the true spirit of who we are truly exists in what people call the Garden of Eden, the kingdom of heaven, in that ocean of loving with God. When we began to simply look and direct our attention out of that loving that we were in and now down into this darkness or void, well, looking in here, our attention, we just simply followed where we placed our attention and now we're experiencing where we simply have put our attention into this physical creation. God said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and without form. Well, that earth, which is this physical creation that is void and without form, before any of these physical things existed, it was void without form, nothing. It was like a big vacuum. It was dark and empty. That's it. Have you ever had a dream or some kind of experience where you literally have just gone into the darkness and there's nothing there? Have you physically ever gone into a cave really, really deep and it is so dark you can't even see your finger right in front of you like this? It is just so dark. It's just pitch black. You're not aware of anything there, even though you know there's stone all around you, but in the experience where it's so dark, that's what I'm talking about. But where there's nothing there, in a cave, there's stone everywhere. But can you imagine that darkness where there's no stone, there's no world, there's no other people, there's no animals, there's no plants, there's nothing, just darkness, and there you are floating in the middle of darkness. I've had that experience. In fact, I just did this morning, many times, as a reminder, as a reminder, this void that we truly live in, that yeah, we've created a lot here. We've created this planet and amazing planets and galaxies and universes. But in the beginning, there was void without form. The thing is, who we are is never unconscious, never void, always aware. So even in the void and nothingness, we are aware of self. We are aware of self. And that's the key thing I'm trying to express here. The true spiritual pathway we share here, the path of sun and light, the sacred name of God, initiation, the meditation, the loving, accepting, forgiving, the taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings, actions and reactions, following these new ways of being, uh, that we've been sharing about here to honor our time together. All of that, everything we do, is all just ways to support ourselves to come back to who we are as that I am. That's it. But in order to do that, we've got to be willing to allow ourselves to move through 
what I just described, that void where it's pitch black and dark, where it seems like we're all alone, there's nothing there, and we're just literally suspended in nothingness. But yet there we are. We have to come to that place where we can now fully be aware of ourselves without all the distractions of everything else in this world, without all the distractions of our own thoughts and feelings. That there we are, just the truth of who we are just suspended in nothingness. Because in there is the last shred of really seeing the illusion that fear and darkness is. We've got to allow ourselves to move to the place, and it's a scary one, because often people will feel claustrophobic, like they're suffocating, they're all alone, the pain of separation, and we all don't want to look at that. But guess what? When the soul stepped out of that Garden of Eden and came into this world, that's exactly what happened. And we've been living that ever since. And then what happened? Well, that light from above began to shine through this creation. And it's that shining that through that light and the reflections of above. I like to say, like I said before, it's like a movie. It's a projector. You've got a film. And then you've got a light that projects through the film and there's all the images while the surface of this creation is like water. We call it the lake of reflection. And what does it do reflect? You ever gone to a lake or a calm body of water or even a little pond and you see, if it's still, you can see a good, a perfect reflect, well, not perfect reflection, but a reflection of all the trees and the sky above on the surface of the water. Well, that's what it's like in this creation. On the top of this void of nothingness is that water. There's everything's reflected above, what we call that Garden of Eden or the spiritual realms or kingdom. And when that light of spirit hits that, well, then it projects that reflection through the water, through the void. And it is that projection that begins to create movement, and it is that projection then that begins to animate and appears as life. But just like a film on a screen, it's an illusion, but yet there we can see it all animated. Well, guess what? That's exactly the same as what the light of spirit has done in this creation. Well, wait a minute. Well, go look at a physical life. Study physics. Light beams, there's photons, there's electrons, there's these atoms, there's projections, there's movements even physically. Well, yeah, that's what happens as the light of spirit comes into these other realms and creations. It moves through all these scientific things in the physical world. But the more you go towards spirit and away from the physical scientific, it's still scientific. But it's a different science once you go beyond the physical. It's a different science in the imagination. It's a different science in the emotions, a different science in the mind. And then nothing at all once you get to the unconscious. Just like over here, we have this chart of the realms. We talk about the physical, astral, causal, mental, etheric, soul, and God and spirit. It's a nice, simple way to look at it. There's more to it than that, but it's a nice, simple way to get an understanding. That eventually we've got to be willing to flip the movie projector off and stop looking at the projection, the movie we're watching, and allow it just to be still. And the screen is blank. And then instead of looking at the projection out there, 
we now begin to look back inside, to go within. As every spiritual teacher has ever always taught, to wake up and know the divine, to know our oneness with God, we have to go within. And that's what meditation is, is that action of going within so that we can know, so that we can really begin to know who we are, the I am that is the one who is creating, projecting, and then experiencing our creations. And so when we're ready to begin to now wake up and know ourselves, well, we'll begin to let go then and close our eyes to the physical world and begin to open the spiritual eyes so we really begin to see the divine inside. And so that's what we do here. That's what we share about. And that's what I'm going to now do here in just a moment. I'm going to lead us into a meditation. It'll be a shorter one, maybe 15 minutes, maybe 20 or so. But just a little meditation. And then after the meditation, then Jim's going to go ahead and share. So just as a little reminder for maybe some of you who haven't meditated before, or if you have, again, the focus is here at the seat of the soul, or the spiritual eye center we call. And as we focus there, just like I said earlier, it's just putting our attention here. And as we put our attention here, automatically we're going to start to become more aware. So place your attention here. Allow your awareness to wake up and have an intention, a purpose, a focus of awakening of becoming aware of that divine light of loving that you are. Use this time in meditation as simply that action of awakening. But here's the thing, to truly awaken and to know even our own divinity, well, that divinity is also part of God, one with God, is an expression of God and truth. And so that avenue or way by which we can awaken to that is also to have a focus on what we call the creator, on God, the source of loving. Sometimes it looks like just a sun, just like our physical sun, a ball of light with rays of light just radiating out. So all we want to do is give focus. Our own soul is the same way, made in the likeness of God, not this body, a ball of light like the sun. And so if it helps in meditation to even have a visual of a ball of light, or as many of you know in here, we often talk about not only a gold and white light or kind of yellowish like the sun, but also as a purple or blue light. To have an inner focus on the inner light, that gold and white or purple and blue, just know that really is that radiant light of God's loving. It's an expression. Some people would call it the Holy Spirit, or this consciousness, or that consciousness. Who cares? Seriously. It's all, all a movement of God's loving. And just know as you awaken, if you see a blue or purple, well, just like the rainbow, there's frequencies. And where does all the colors come from anyway? But pure white light itself. So if you see the blue or purple, just know it's a stepping up of frequency. And eventually that purple light will take you into that white light. So 
don't try to create any of this. I'm just trying to give a few things to pay attention to and be aware if it shows up, just watch. You can't control it anyway. Go ahead, try to manipulate that purple light if it shows up. You can't do a damn thing with it other than just hold your focus and attention on it and watch and observe. And as you do, just see what your experience is. That's all. Simply be present and allow yourself to awaken and have experience with that inner light. Just stay focused. That's what we're doing in meditation, is stay focused. And as we do, then that light of loving will begin to now move and do what it does, and it is always going to restore, bring into union, love, express, reawaken, ignite, initiate. It's always going to support us in our greater good that is God. All we have to do is give it our loving attention. By giving it our attention and focus, it is loving because that's who we are. So meditation is really focusing our loving, which we often say is sharing our loving with God. That's what's happening, actually. And as we observe and pay attention and relax and are receptive, well, then we allow also that light to move in us. We allow God to love us. So it is both giving and receiving, directing our loving and then relaxing and opening and allow the loving to be received. It's easier than breathing. Just our breathing, there's more resistance to breathing air in and out of our lungs than there is to this movement of light. The air in the room offers more resistance than that movement of light. In truth, with light, there is no resistance. And so we have to move through of letting go of all of our resistance to allow that light to move more freely. That's part of what I was saying earlier with opening the doors in our consciousness with meditation using the sacred name and the keys to the kingdom is a way to open the door so there's no resistance. There's nothing blocking it. The door, the door here is open and every other door in our consciousness, we're learning to just open, 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 open so that light can move in and through us on every single level in any way it wants to with us not getting in the way. If anything, we're just opening and saying, okay, God, here I am. I love you, and I'm open to receive your loving for me. That's it. And then see what happens. Just see what happens. Don't try to figure anything out. Don't try to control it. You can't anyway. Go ahead and try. You'll figure out pretty quick you can't. You just surrender. You just relax. And in that, you will find a greater peace than you could ever imagine. And if you find yourself in that void I spoke of, and if you see that darkness and feel that experience of fear, that sense of fear that often goes with the darkness, well, I hope my words today give you an idea that it's just an illusion. It really is. But you've got to allow yourself to go through that experience to know for yourself. But it's that fear that sense of separation that we want to avoid and resist that we don't allow ourselves. And that's what keeps us in our pain and suffering and separation. So part of this journey is really not just learning, but just doing the action of surrender, of letting go, so we don't resist, we don't avoid anymore. 
We don't deny and just allow ourselves to move through it. Even if it's all darkness, if you close your eyes going into meditation, there's no inner lights, it's just dark, just be in the darkness. That's why we're sharing that. Just allow yourself to be in the darkness and see if in the darkness you can just be aware of yourself. Just be aware of yourself right here in the darkness. Letting go of all your thoughts. Letting go of all your feelings. Letting go of any awareness or attention on the body. And just focus into the self right here at the seat of the soul. Whether it's dark or bright, lights are moving around, any of that, always focus here and become aware of yourself. And that inner light I was speaking of will assist you in awakening to that. It'll stir you awake. And of course, as you know, we call this a path of light and sound, or sound and light. So yes, there is that still small voice of God that often can be literally heard as a voice, just like we have a voice here. But also that voice is expressed in every sound, just as you hear in this world, nature, musical instruments, the wind, running water, all that. Well, there's inner sounds, just like in this world. This world's a reflection of the inner sounds. So if you hear any sounds inside, it's not uncommon for a lot of people to hear even like a ringing, a high-pitched ringing in there. It sounds like it's in the, your ears, but if you pay attention, you might notice it's not actually in your ears, but it's actually in the center of your head. Well, that's often a sound of spirit as well. You go, no, that can't be that. That's just tinnitus, right? Something ringing in my ear. Let me go get it checked out. Well, go ahead. I've heard it a lot people who are meditating. So if you have that, just let it be. Maybe focus on it. See what happens. So pay attention. Observe the inner light. Listen to the inner sound. Hold your attention on loving God and allowing God to love you. And to support you in that, one last thing is that sacred name. And here... With the group, we use the hue or anai hue as a name of God that has that frequency of loving, such as in human, hue is that God, part of man. And if you receive the sacred name of initiation, hold your focus on that. Just as we can chant the hue out loud or silently inside, we ask that that sacred name, you just chant silently inside of yourself. But in here, we'll chant the hue out loud just a few times as we go into meditation just to give us an outer experience of that sound. And then we'll go quiet and take it silent and keep chanting inside. So in this action of meditation and all that I've said, I know it may sound like a lot, but it's very simple actions. Know that in chanting the sacred name, it is, it is an action that will help you to focus here at the soul to share your loving with God and to receive God's loving for you. That's all that's really going on. Just There can be a lot of bells and whistles and lights and sounds along the way, so I always like to inform everybody of that. Simply hold your attention on loving, if nothing more. If you don't want to chant, that's fine. Just observe.
So you want to chant inside? Chant and see what happens. Look at it as an experiment and see what your experience is in the experiment of loving.